Hello. We are so glad that you could join us today. Our prayer is that as you listen to the word, you would take this time to draw nearer to God as an individual and as a family. God loves you so, so much. And his desire is for you to get closer to him in this season through worship, through dwelling in his word and prayer. Over the past few weeks, Pastor Tom has been covering the heart series. We started off with the praise and thankful heart, a forgiving heart, and uh, the transformed heart. These are the heart conditions that a believer is supposed to have. But these three lead us to probably the most important heart condition that God would like us to have, and really a heart condition that's close to Pastor Tom uh, himself. And he wanted me to speak to you this morning on this heart condition as we close out the heart series, and that is a heart of faith. You see, the whole duty of man is to finish the work that God gave us and bring him glory. This is what pleases him. In these dark days, there must be a standard for believers to live by. That standard is the word of God. We cannot sit on the fence anymore. It's either we believe the word of God or we don't. And evidence will be shown by the way we live our lives. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says this. It says, without faith it's impossible to please God. He who comes to God must believe that he is and is the reward of those that diligently seek him. Simply put, a believer's life cannot please God without a heart of faith. God wants you and I to have a heart of faith. What is faith? Hebrews 1 verses 1 says this. It says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The Amplified Version goes on to say, expound that not seen part. It says, uh, it's the conviction of the reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced in the physical senses. I love that. Let's break that scripture down. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hope in itself has no substance to it. Hope is a dream, is an idle thought. It, is, it has no tangibility. Substance means materiality. Hope has none of these things. What faith does, it gives our hope materiality. It gives our hope tangibility. It gives our hope substance. The Bible says that uh, hope deferred makes the heart sick. You see, hope alone, without faith, without that which gives it substance, gets deferred. Because it's like a fantasy. It's like, a, uh, it's like an idle thought without any, anything to it. However, when you take faith and you added to your hope, you begin to give your hope substance by the word of God. Faith by the word of God is the substance of things we hope for. So as believers, we're supposed to search out what the scripture says and act upon it. That is the real report. That is the hope of our salvation. That is the substance that is the tangibility of what we hope for in Christ. 
The second part of that scripture says, faith is the substance of things not seen. I love this part. You see, faith only has to do with what is not seen. Anytime you can see anything, there's no faith involved. Anything that can be perceived in all our five senses does not involve faith. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Evidence means proof that supports the existence of something. That which supports the fact that something exists. If I have evidence of something, it means that I don't have the thing on me, but I have substantial substance which shows that that thing exists. Evidence proves the existence of something else. So if faith is evidence, then the thing, though not seen, must be real. If it were not real, faith couldn't be evidence. It cannot be evidence of something which does not exist. You cannot have evidence of something, like I mentioned before, which doesn't exist, can you? Faith is the evidence of things not seen. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18 says this, While we look not at things which are seen, but at things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things that are not seen are eternal. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? How can you look at something that is unseen? You can only do that through the eye of faith. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, Paul goes on to expand and bring more uh, understanding to this. He says, as believers were to walk by faith, not by sight. This means the man of God, the Christian, the believer, walks by faith. He does not walk by what he sees. He does not make judgments by what he sees. He does not make judgment by what he perceives or what seems real to him, what is natural. The believer makes judgments and lives by what he believes in his heart. Let me give you an example of this of how this works. A man, say a man, uh, goes for an interview for a job on a Friday. In that interview, the man who's interviewing tells him, you've passed your interview, you got the job, you start work on Monday, and you work 40 hours, and at the end of the week, you get your wage on a Friday. When this man gets home to his wife, he's in a celebratory mood, he says, "Han." I got the job. He doesn't say, I hope I got the job. The substance is the man's word that he got, that you got the job. That weekend, he goes out, he tells his friends, I got the job. I get paid on Friday. He may actually even borrow $20 from one of his friends and say, hey, listen, I need to buy a new shirt. I need to buy a new trousers. You see, he starts to act like he has the job. He even begins to prepare to dress like he has the job. Even before he starts the job, based on the man's word he got on Friday. His substance for hope is the man's word. His evidence of employment is the contract that he signed that contains the man's word of the job he has not seen or started. Believers have substance in God's word 
concerning all aspects of life, all of God's promises, health, prosperity, provision, security, etc., etc. Evidence is contained in the Bible. That is the contract between God and man and believers, which proves that his promises are real and exist. Here's a problem we have. Most of us have trained ourselves to believe and act on man's word more than God's. We say to God, let me see a sign first. I'm not healed till I feel something, till I sense something. Let me see a sign first. I need a sign. When man says you're sick, you will die, get vaccinated, stay in your home, you say, yes, sir. You buy what man says, hook, line, and sink, without question like sheep going to slaughter. You do it. But when God says by his stripes you're healed, when he sent, says I've sent forth my word and healed you, when he says uh, 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 I desire that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers, when he says I've not given you a spirit of fear but of love, power, and a sound mind, You say to yourself, but I need insurance. It's either this word is our standard for living or it's not. It's either it's the first port of call in any situation that we face as believers or it's just a fallback position that we go back to when all else fails and we're desperate. That's not faith. God wants you and I to have a heart of faith towards him and his word. And only respond to man and the situations we face in this world in the context of his word. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to us. So how does this faith come? Romans 10 verse 17 says this. It says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is tied to hearing, not seeing. In the Hebrew context, hearing is tied to obedience. Faith comes from hearing the word of God and is authenticated by action. Faith without works in the, in, in the Bible, in James says, is dead. Jesus, when asked about the greatest commandment, quoted Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 to 5. Listen to what he says. He says, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The word here in that scripture is very different in the Hebrew context than we understand it in our Western culture or in the English culture. Here is the he in the Hebrew language is the word Shema, S-H-E-M-A which means to hear with the intention to act. It describes hearing and its outcomes. That is understanding, taking heed, being obedient, doing what is asked or doing what you've heard. In fact, almost every place we see the word obey in English in the Bible is translated from the word Shema, to hear. So try putting obey where you see the word hear or listen 
in the scriptures and see how the meaning is enriched. Let's try do that with the scripture I've just quoted in Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing, obeying, and hearing, obeying by the word of God. Good hearing means faith comes with action attached to it. That is the Hebrew understanding. So there are three core, there's a three-court basis of faith. Number one is hearing the word of God. Number two is believing the word in our hearts. Number three is acting on the word. That is speaking and doing the word. Faith comes from the word of God. The believer's instruction for living, therefore, is thus saith the Lord. In that man's illustration, I have the job because thus saith the man. For the believer, I have what the word says because thus saith the Lord. If you do not know what the word says, you cannot act upon it. If you cannot act upon it, you cannot exercise faith and you cannot have faith embedded in your heart. It's absolutely impossible. Paul says we walk by faith, and that means we walk by the word of God. So when God says, while we look not at things that are seen, but at things that are not seen, it means you don't look at cancer. You don't look at COVID. You don't look at the circumstance around you. You don't look at the uh, uh, situations. You don't look at anything natural. It doesn't mean you don't acknowledge it. Because you are in this world, but you're not of this world. Your instruction manual, your contract, gives you your basis for living. So that's not what you look at. What you look at is what the contract says. You don't say, I hope I have the job. You say, no, I know I have the job. Because the contract says so. So what the contract says is what you go by. The word of God is our key. That means unseen things are more real than seen things. Let me explain that. God is spirit. He created the physical and material world from his spirit being. So if God who is spirit existed before anything was created... It means the spiritual things are more real, more important than the physical things. It took spiritual things to create physical things. God existed first. Then by his existence, he brought about material things into manifestation. So spiritual things are more real than physical things. I need you to understand that. Ephesians 1 verse 3 says this. It says, blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. That scripture uses the word, has blessed us with all spiritual blessing, indicating an action that has already taken place. It does not say he is to bless us or he will bless us. It says he has already blessed us. He has already blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. The point being, 
all things were first of all spiritual before they became physical. So things exist in two forms. First in the spiritual form and then in the material form. Faith is simply taking what is invisible and bringing it into visibility. Faith proves things exist. The doing of the word of God is our faith part. In other words, acting on what we believe is faith. You see, in Luke 5, we're told the story of how this comes about. Jesus' first encounter with Peter. Peter is uh, fishing, has been fishing all night with his brothers. And uh, uh, Jesus uh, pops up and he, he sees that they've caught no fish all night. They were experienced fishermen. Jesus was a carpenter. And then Jesus says, cast your net on the side. Peter, having heard Jesus, being the more experienced fisherman, being out there all night and having caught nothing, says, Lord, we've been out here all night. We've caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I'll cast the net. He cast the net and you all know what happened. He had a great multitude. He had a great catch. That was what initiated his faith to follow Jesus Christ. Nevertheless, at thy word. A Sisturian also had the same response to Jesus. He says, my servant is sick. He's about to die. And Jesus says, I'll come to your home. And he says, sir, you don't need to come to your home. Just give the word and my servant will be healed. At thy word, my servant will be healed. Jesus marveled and he says, I've not seen in all of Israel, I've not seen such great faith. There are two things Jesus marveled at. He marveled at great faith and he marveled at little faith. Great faith here is the God kind of faith, which is initiated by responding and acting at thy word. Nevertheless, no matter what the circumstances, at thy word. It spoke to him. It spoke to Jesus. It pleased him. Because that's what pleases our father. That's what's at our father's heart. It's a God kind of faith. Mark 11, verses 11 to 14 and 20 to 24. There's an interesting story there and I just want to read it. It says, Jesus entered Jerusalem and went to the temple. And after looking around at everything, he left Bethany with the twelve, because it was already late. On the next day, when they had left Bethany, he was hungry. Seeing at a distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see if he would find anything on it. He found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season of figs. He said to it, no one will ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples were listening to what he said. Verse 20. In the morning... As they were passing by, the disciples saw that the fig tree had withered away from the roots. And remembering, Peter said to him, Rabbi, Master, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered. Jesus replied, have faith in God constantly. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart in God's unlimited power, but believes 
that what he says is going to take place, it will be done for him in accordance with God's will. For this reason, I am telling you whatsoever things you ask for in prayer, that is in accordance with God's will, believe with confident trust that you have received them and it will be given to you. What I want to focus on there is Jesus spoke loud enough for the disciples to hear him when he spoke to the fig tree. Think about it. Jesus, our Lord, God himself spoke to a tree. What would you think if you saw someone speaking to a tree? You'd say that's a mad person. So what was Jesus doing? Was he being mad? No, he was teaching the disciples a lesson. He was very deliberate. So when Peter speaks to him the next day, he says, have faith in God. And he's unlocking a key of how we unlock our faith. He says, whoever says to this mountain, just like I said to the fig tree, be removed and thrown into the sea. It should be done for him according to what he says. He shall have what he says. Therefore, I say to you, the things, when you pray for things, or whatever you desire, pray, believe you've received them and you shall have them. Jesus teaches the disciples here to speak to their circumstances. He's teaching you and I to speak to our circumstances and become ruler over them instead of victim. You have what you say. The heart of faith speaks to your mountain, not of your mountain. What you speak to, you can move. What you speak of, you magnify and become a victim of. You see, David spoke to Goliath. Jesus spoke to the fig tree. God, when he created the earth, spoke to what he created before he called it out. David, you remember, said to Goliath, you come against me with weapons of man, but I come against you in the name of the Lord, the God of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I shall strike you down and cut off your head and feed it to the birds. <laughs> David had what he said. He spoke to his mountain. Caleb spoke to the giants. He says, we will devour them. God has given them to us. They are bred to us. However, the children of Israel spoke of the giants and they spoke of the land. They said, this land devours its own. And the people we saw, they are giants. And we looked like grasshoppers before them. Elijah spoke after a great victory, spoke of the people who wanted to kill him. The children of Israel and Elijah both became victims of what they spoke of. The heart of faith speaks to its mountain, not of its mountain. The heart of faith speaks to COVID, not of COVID. The heart of faith speaks of faith, not of the fear that man is pending. The heart of faith speaks to whatever situation you're facing and speaks the word of God by covenant as a child of God. 
not of the circumstances. Many of us today, these days, can quote what the news say, can quote what the media is saying, and we're just magnifying these situations and not putting our faith to work. That's not how God wants us to operate. Never confess what you feel or confess what you see. Only confess with your mouth what you believe in your heart based on what the word of God says. The mankind of faith says, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I feel it. I'll believe it when I sense something. When I see something, when God gives me a sign, then I'll believe. That's not the kind of faith God's called us to live by. This type of faith will not get us healing. It will not get us prosperous. The God kind of faith says, I'll believe it. I believe God's word. Then I'll see it. The God kind of faith believes in the heart first of all and then confesses with the mouth what it believes. In the scripture above, Jesus confessed with his mouth what he believed in his heart, no matter how ridiculous it sounded. He spoke to a tree. The God kind of faith is not motivated by natural circumstances. In fact, it works in spite of them. The God kind of faith is motivated by the word of God and what the word of God says and what the word of God promises. That's what creates the God kind of life around us. Hebrews 11 verse 3 says this, By faith we understand that the world has been created by the word of God so that what is seen has been made out of things that are visible. The scripture is telling us here that God created the earth and everything in it by using faith. Not bricks, not wood, not matter, not or any such thing. He used faith. Yes, God has faith. And he uses this kind of faith. The faith you and I are to have to bring things into being. To call things that do not exist as though they exist. God believed in his heart, so therefore spoke. You know in Genesis, he said, let there be light, let, there was light. Let there be feminine, there was feminine. Let there be man, and there was man. He spoke. The scripture is very specific. He could have just said, poof, there's light. No, God spoke. And the God kind of faith speaks what it believes in the heart, and it comes into being. That's what we are supposed to do as children of God. Why? Because we're children of the Father. And our will is to do only what I see the Father do. My food is to do the will of the Father. So you and I are to have a heart of faith, just as God has a heart of faith. These are important things for us to master. The Bible tells us a story as we wind down today, as we close. In Matthew 14, Jesus The disciples have left a time of ministry and they're on a boat. While they're on this boat, they see an image walking on water and they're afraid. Jesus says, take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. Peter says, Lord, if it is you, tell me. At your word, tell me to come and I'll come to you. 
Peter steps out the boat and begins to walk on water. Wow. At his word, come, Peter walks on water. Defies the circumstances, defies what's natural. He stepped out on what was unseen and created what is seen. While he walks, the Bible says that the boisterous winds, he began to feel the winds and he took his eyes off Jesus and focused on the winds and the circumstances about him, around him. And he began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus reached out to him and he said, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? Let me ask you a question. Could Peter have walked on the water had it been calm? No. Calm or stormy, he got on the water based on faith. He got on the water based on something much bigger than circumstances. But while he was walking on the word, he got distracted by circumstances. Took his eye off Jesus and began to look on the circumstances and he began to sink. Faith, responding in faith, believing in God in the heart and acting upon it gets us walking on water. Taking our eyes off and looking at the circumstances sinks us. What circumstances are you looking at today that are sinking you? Having begun in the spirit, are you now trying to be perfected in the flesh? Circumstances didn't get you on the water in the first place. Natural physics didn't, whatever, didn't get you on the water in the first place. What the media says didn't get you on the water in the first place. Corona and what they say of it, COVID, did not get you on the water in the first place. Those are all natural things. They are weighed against the word of God. And when they counter the word of God, the word of God speaks louder than them. The word of God gets you on the water. The circumstances sink you. God wants you and I to have a heart of faith. To have a heart that responds to his word and his word only. And use his word as the basis by which we respond to the circumstances of the world. Using the word of God. Why? Because like Caleb, like David, like Jesus, we have a heart of faith. And will be known as men and women after God's own heart. You know, this basis of believing in the heart and confessing what we believe in the heart with our mouth is the basis for salvation. It's the basis by with which you and I get saved. The Bible says this, the word of God is near you. It's in your heart and in your mouth. If you believe in your heart that Jesus died and rose again and you confess with your mouth that he is Lord, you will be saved. 
He says, for with the heart we make, we believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth we confess unto salvation. So if you're watching this broadcast today, and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, you can do that right now. You can believe in your heart that God's word reigns supreme over any circumstance that you face. That he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for you, that your sins may be forgiven. And if you confess with your mouth that he's Lord over your life and you give your life to him, you are saved. So right at the bottom of the screen, there are counselors that will pray with you, that will lead you into a knowledge of Jesus Christ, that will help you get born again. Take this step of believing your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ and confessing him as your Lord and Savior. I encourage you to make that call right now. Or maybe you just want to rededicate your life. Maybe the circumstances of life, the cares of this world have choked out God's word from you and you find yourself in a place where your faith is waned and you just need to be strengthened. Call the number at the bottom of the screen. There's someone on the other side who will help you or direct you to a pastor or direct you to a counselor that will help you get back on this faith walk again. That will help you get back your heart of faith that God wants you to have. As we close, there are many that are looking for a sign, looking for something to live by. I want you to know, if we are going to try and be led by signs, miracles, to think it will bring us into faith, the Bible says there's an entire generation that, pro that perished in the wilderness because they only knew God's acts. They didn't know his ways. They only knew God's hand. They didn't know his art. That's the children of Israel. But the Bible says Moses knew God's ways. He knew God's art. It says they died because of their unbelief. They could not come to faith. Even though they saw the signs and wonders, they had hardened hearts. If you are going to live as a believer, looking for signs and wonders, it will harden your heart. And you will not enter into God's rest and inherit his promises. But if you seek to understand his ways by his word, you'll be like Moses. You'll be called a friend of God. You'll be called the humblest man on earth. You'll speak to him and hear him face to face. I want to encourage you. Let's develop a heart of faith that understands God's ways. And let the word of God be the ultimate authority that directs how you and I are to live. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you that everyone under the sound of my voice today is called a child of God. Father, I thank you that you've not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, my love, power, and a sound mind. Power, love, and a sound mind. I thank you, Lord, that you've given us all a measure of faith. Your word is very close to us. It's in our hearts and in our mouth. I pray, Lord, for those whose faith is failing, whose uh, um, are being sifted by the devil and the circumstances they face. I pray, Lord, that their faith fail not, that they return and they strengthen their brothers 
that, Father, they may live by faith, walk by faith, and not by sight. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that you were blessed and that God will continue to transform your life in this season. If you have a testimony or need prayer and counseling, please send a WhatsApp or a call me to plus 263-784-303900 or plus 263-717-459999. We want to hear from you and we're here for you and are ready to listen to you, to pray for you and to celebrate with you. So thank you. We love you and stay safe.